Returns is zero. You said three, two, one. Yeah, dude, it? let it go. It's it's the last day of the year. Can I just have peace from you, Rufaro? Just the last day. No, not a chance. I've been too peaceful, and as the last day of the year, I've got to go out with a bang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's dropped off. See, this is 2021. He's ending on the All right. So I guess um, this is the first uh, migration to Tisanwajo for sort of techie conversations because Tisanwajo is typically just for movie stuff, you know, the stuff we like to talk about. But yeah, uh, technically it's going to be for guests. So technically you'll get guests and other conversations. And here you'll get us, you know, chatting. Friendly. Yeah, chatting nonsense about things, tech, business, startup, hey, whatever, hey, whatever hey. they she- Not nonsense. If you speak nonsense, yeah, say what I will be chatting nonsense. You know, I said rambling. Yeah, but, you, but, but you, you, you only nonsense. Uh-uh. I refuse. Mean, I'm not going into 2022 with this negative energy. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm, I'm placing I, it upon you. Upon you. I speak please sensible receive. things. Uh, please, receive your blessing of nonsense. Amen. Mm. So, uh, while we wait for you to come back online, um, oh, there he is, speak of the devil. It's back. Um, so basically going through what, well, what we think was the, were the craziest things to happen in 2021. Uh, you know, it's an opinion thing. So you might not agree. That's fine. Knock yourself out. Comments are there. That's what the comments are there for. Uh, but it's interesting to look back at 2021 as a year that it was a year of so many up and downs. Um, I often hear Americans say, uh, the Trump era was so filled with news, like breaking news every day. I'm like, yeah, we've kind of, Zimbabwe's been like that for the last 20 years. So it's sometimes easy to forget that this happened this year or that happened that year. Um, but yeah, this is what we're going to do. Give you our perspective. You're more than welcome to join in in the comments below. So beginning with obviously me, since I'm the special one, um, before I don't even argue with this, you know, it's true. I was waiting for a rebuttal, but it clearly seems like Rufaro is, is now not chosen violence. Hey, I listened to what you said. Don't argue so. Oh, yeah, good, good. keep him quiet. Yeah. You're reminding me of robots. Man, I missed that. That yes. was a good day. That was a good day. That was a good yeah. day. Right. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we cleaned the clock. My goodness. Yo, that was painful. <laughs> No, let's let's stick to the topic. Otherwise, hey, 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 hey. that was out. that was just pure. Dis- I've never seen such a systematic distract destruction of a unit of people before. Like it was <laughs> not even close. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, so getting on to um the crazy things in 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 2021. I think mine is just generally government regulation, like the nature of which the nature by which I should say we get this stuff. So these dudes just wake up in the morning and decide we're going to change this. And then don't consult anyone or focus group or even put it to parliament for a vote. Even sometimes it could be pointless in Zim, but at least get people discussing it a little bit more. That doesn't happen. So SI 127 was the first one we talked about. So SI 127 was the Forex auction thing that tried to regulate prices across the board. And then they, for, they neglected to, 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 to consider that not everyone gets their, their Forex from there. Uh, it can't be a gold standard if it's not open for everyone. Uh, so you can't really say what people do with their money. Um, so they put into effect and then backlash hit. So it was all over Twitter, Facebook, you know, in conversations, uh, in, in, in publications that, yeah, you can't just make decisions 
and then expect people to conform to them without having at the very least consulted or brought that issue to debate and you make it law overnight. And then you go to SI-89 about the whole um, uh, importation of uh, foreign, of 10-year-old vehicles. Again, I don't, it's one of those confusing moves where you're like, do you understand how much money you guys are making off those second-hand cars? And you're attacking the problem from the wrong direction. And then we got e-passports, which great as they may be, the timeline is way too short. So what's common with all these things is that there is a backtracking that happens. So SI-127 came out, people were like, nope. The government was like, okay, fine. It'll only apply to go to, to businesses on the Forex auction. People were like, okay, why didn't you start from that at the beginning? SI-89, uh, no importation of cars, of, of 10-year-old cars. Then they extend the deadline because they because Zimmer was literally bleeding money. Then e-passports, they're like, yeah, e-passports, 2023. And then you get a report saying, oh, yeah, by the way, we're still taking applications for old passports. So why would you put people in a panic? Like, why would you drum up discord amongst people and then recant whatever you're going to do in your next press release? So for me, it's crazy because it shows that, number one, this stuff is being done in silos. Like, you only then wait to see what the outcome could be without, uh, without, without consulting people first. And then you then respond off that outcome, which is weird because, and this is turning it a bit of a monologue, but hey, no one here is stopping me. Um, the, the government, when it comes to stuff like fintech, they created an entire RBZ fintech sandbox to house, you know, uh, fintechs that they couldn't quantify. And they said, let's create a sanitary environment to test the stuff out. But they don't give that same sort of treatment to policies they push, which is really confusing because that makes business really difficult to do. And if you're going for this vision, 2020, middle plus, middle income, middle income, middle earning income economy, whatever, those disruptions are counterproductive. Like, have a sandbox for every decision you want to make, like what Potras does, where they say, oh, yeah, we're taking in considerations for this thing. Will it work? Why waste two weeks of debating people on a point that's just going to recant on? Yeah, it, I, it, I, yeah, that's the first time I was like, yeah. And it's not even this year. It's not even this year. Last year, remember that, um, in the dead of night, when information secretary Nick Mangwana came out and said mobile money was banned slash suspended and then went to undo that thing later on. Like, what was even the point? You can't make statements like that because, ah, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm envious of, of, of countries where they are careful about what policies they push because no, they know that will affect the market. Like they consider and debate and they go on and on and on to probably iron out the things. Those things don't come out in the form they should because in America, particularly some bills then include stuff about other stuff that's unrelated aid and funding and whatnot to make one camp happy and whatever. But at least the process is there for debate for the core value of what this thing is. Is it just a, it's a statutory instrument henceforth? With immediate effect, and like, ish. what, 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 what was even the point? <laughs> well, here is my rant for now. Uh huh. And this is where you say, Valentine, you're not crazy. You're not losing your mind. I know you're crazy. You're 100% crazy. But yeah, no, like, with what you're saying, like, in the context of this conversation, no, 
don't think you're crazy. Like, yeah, it does seem like there should be more had a thought put into things uh, before they just happen. Because like what you're saying, it then feels like things are being done in silos. One person says something, but then other, another person has more information that this other person doesn't have. So you then have, like, it feels like there's double speak. Like you say one thing, but then tomorrow you wake up and you're like, ah, no, actually we missed this or something like that. Um, but yeah, you're not crazy in this particular context. Anyway else, you're definitely crazy. Yeah. Well, it says he can't unmute my mic. His mic, sorry. I'm asking him to unmute. You don't have any special powers over muting people. Oh. Ah, it's his internet. Yeah, it's his internet. So yeah, um I don't know. I, I don't want to need you to go like that, where we just you know the snap decision. The way things were getting so close to election season that mm-hmm. we're going to see more of these things, more of these promise, 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 promise. Because look at the parasitals, for example. And the, the biggest example is, 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 is NetOne. NetOne has been yeah. launching left, right, and center. We've launched a remittance service. We've launched a gaming mm-hmm. platform. We're launching these zero-rated bundles. And, and you're like, okay, fair enough. But what are you doing to close the gap to Econet? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we really want. We don't necessarily care about, you know, gaming platforms and whatnot okay people do it's fun but it's kind of copying what mtn did in south africa with the gaming platform so it's like okay and and then and then you have a whole launch event sorry maybe that's what they believe will close the gap like people start coming for their games and then that would then turn them into subscribers who buy more data on their network and eventually they start making posts their sms and there you know they've turned someone who has an equal subscriber to be a network subscriber purely because they had a gaming service yeah, no, nah, highly unlikely. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a Debbie down and say highly unlikely. <laughs> I think if you're going to close the gap to Econet, you need to offer, you need to market as effectively as what Econet does. Um, you also need to offer people incentives. So the strange thing is, Net One is not beyond offering incentives because you can get a 10% discount for buying airtime on One Money or through One Money for mm-hmm. Econet. So it's like, yeah, dope. Um, that's that's a good incentive. But in terms of uh, of, of of bundles and infrastructure. Close the gap. I think they they put the most in Q3 in Q3 2021. They put the most base stations up, mostly in LTE, but they're still miles behind um, Econet when it comes to what Econet what Econet's doing. And Econet said they're gonna go do do 5G. And with, when Econet says I'm going to do 5G, I'm like, cool. I don't really care. Like you guys have enough. Will have the most infrastructure. You own over 50 percent, over half of the market share of of the other spectrums. Knock yourselves out. Net one going 5G is like, yo, bruh, no. Take all that money, invest it in 4G infrastructure or 2G. Make it as numerous as possible. Wherever you go in Zimbabwe, you will never not have mobile internet. And then worry about mm. 5G. Yeah, so 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 that's actually and that's actually a good um, a good point. Uh, speaking in the sense of so, I'm on Zol right now, right? And I'm using the whole um, what do they call it? Fibronics on the go. I guess that's what they call it. So essentially you can use your home Wi-Fi balance at any Zolspot or now it's now Africa hub passpoint. So you can use your balance there when you are away from home, which I think is cool. But then there was one, so, so one thing I noticed about Econet is sometimes when I, I don't know if I, is it because I've entered a certain area or something, but if I don't have data, Econet will say sign into network, which for me, kind of felt weird because 
it's a mobile network i'm already signed into it but then i also assume that there would be a service where let's say i have um i have a, a wife and a service at home that can be linked to an mno and then i can then use my wifi balance when i'm on the go via mobile via mobile data uh, i feel like that could be something that net one could leverage to try and close the gap like hey if you have tel one for example and you have a balance point you just have to sign into some portal and then enter your details and you can do that i feel like that can be a way of may bring some utility to net one that can then make it you know make sense for people to move towards it i don't know but this is just something that, that i use randomly this is that kill net one's data business because like in my case if i had that option i would have no reason to buy more space because i can just use my 500 gig to on and like yeah yeah but not exactly because uh they have other services they can offer so it's kind of trying to make people come and use their service so like I, like i was saying could it, it can be a partnership of sorts or maybe it can be ah uh, man it can be that actually it can be telesol thing like telesol just becomes that middleman that mvno middleman that you can just sign on to and do such sort of a thing like the mechanics of it is not so it's not super clear in my head but i feel there is a concept there that can make an mno more enticing mm-hmm. like even if it's limited to just hey you can only use the gig a day of your data bank of your data balance but as i'm isn't it kind of like what's called yeah. uh utande the facebook express wifi that you you can use what we're saying you can use it as pu- at public wifi spots for example like with with webronics mm-hmm. webronics or webronics on the go um so if you have a net yeah. one and and telesol line if you've got data um you can use that data or get or get a data credits uh when you enter tel one's wifi zones now, i'm not sure how many of them still exist but i think that would also help in terms of traction because um we're in the era of not even in the area co-working spaces are, are, are a thing in zimbabwe and have been a thing even though they weren't formally co-working spaces so back in the day we would all congregate around my chili spots and soul spots to get to get that 30 minutes of free internet right um because yep. outside of it it was ridiculously expensive so the this the, the case is probably still the same that they can do what utande and facebook are doing with their very cheap bundles i think what was 5 gig like a thousand something the last time was there at joiner so something like that yeah, saying yeah okay if you don't have home wifi and you kind of, and the, the the problem is they need to be numerous enough for it to make sense like they need to be yes in places where someone can say i'm going to leave my home to go and work at x place or whatever or be at this place i want to make the most of this um and i don't know if this works probably Ed, you can correct me if i'm wrong but you can probably put uh, but it kind of goes against my point of of infrastructure like you can kind of put uh you know if uh, uh uh transmitting transmitting equipment that is beefy that can handle that kind of traffic flow 
Uh, I don't know what what will that then do to ease everything else, but I don't know. Yeah, it is possible. I mean, it's just a matter of putting a beef here. In fact, so a bunch of these like regular routers that we already use have the capacity. It's just that the internet service provider does not have the capacity to pump in as much bandwidth through that router because most uh, most Wi-Fi routers are rated at 150 megabits uplink and I think 450 megabits per second downlink, which is plenty for like a bunch of people. If you're going to have even just, I mean, I'm saying just, but that's actually a lot considering how terrible network is. But if any, if everyone's getting a link speed of 10 megabits per second, that's enough. That's plenty internet. And with 450 megabits per second download, that's like, 45 people that can use the same route at the same time and get excellent speeds, like excellent speed. So it, it then becomes, uh, I guess that then becomes probably the, the, um, the case for 5G because it now allows those capacities, but it depends if the service provider can actually put those, uh, that bandwidth through that router, but co-working spaces I actually feel could be the best place to trial out 5G if it is going to be implemented because that's, why, that's the best business use case for it right now. For me, just an individual walking out in the streets, not really, but co-working spaces because internet is one of the major requirements of someone who's jumping into a co-working space. Yeah, if you're going to bring 5G, Better bring it there. Yeah, I meant that. Well, I guess we ended up talking about data, but yeah, it, if if Net One is going to do its whole, you know, the pronouncement that oh yeah, we're moving to whatever stage of their uh, data, what what whatever program they're on, um, yeah, five G is probably a, a step too far. I feel like um, it might not be utilized. What it's saying, find the best use cases for it, but knowing Zimbabwe Neminos is just going to be in a upmarket suburb. Um, (laughs) you know, 5G at same level, and you know, bring you know, cater to a particular market instead of dispersing the money that you you could have been using that the the the, um, getting the most value from that money and probably putting you know, I don't know how the equivalence of one to one, one to the other, but like putting more 2G or 3G base stations in other places that don't even have uh coverage, and that will then stop people from congregating around these major towns because. The only reason people are in Harare is because most of the things happen in Harare and Bulawe. So if you want to get anything done, particularly Harare, Bulawe, Gweru, Mutare, uh, yeah, because uh, I saw someone who was in Vic Falls and they were like, the network here is bad. And I would think Vic Falls is one of those places where like, it's a tourist destination, so the, the network should just be good. Like, should just be at a level where it's, it's mm. possible. But you hear people saying it's bad, you're like, eh, okay. Kind of disappointing. So just disperse network connectivity yeah. across Zimbabwe. And people won't need to then run to Harare or way to get to get something done. And that opens up a whole new market because I know the mobile phone issue is always going to be a problem. Can people afford smartphones or feature phones? But yeah, Zimbabweans are weird. Like they they're weird resilient. Like that. They'll, they'll make a plan. <laughs> yeah, symbols would definitely make a plan. Oh, definitely. And and like talking about smartphones as well, I, I was about to I wanted to say for the longest time that you forgot another SI. But then I couldn't oh, unmute myself. Right. 
That essay, that <laughs> smartphone that. text. That's oh smartphone. man, I suffered. I hate it. I hate. I hate the fact that I had to pay. Wait, like wait. I, I, I still. Wait, 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 wait. Run that back. Did you have to pay for this smartphone text? Yes, I had to pay it. And here's the interesting thing. Now I'll have to fact check this, but according to, um, according to the website where I bought my smartphone. They said it only applies to Samsung and iPhone. Okay. Not any other smartphone, just Samsung and iPhone. I'm like, okay, uh, why? Why? My iPhone's three years old, man. Why? Yeah. Wait, wait, Rufaro, did you have, no, no, you bought yours locally, right? He bought his locally. Wait, so, okay, you know. That's important. Oh, one second. I just sent the wrong message to someone. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> never never eat whilst you're talking. Yeah. It'll go down the wrong hole. Yeah, okay, sorry. Go it, down it, the wrong hole, man. Back to the back to the matter at hand. It, it, it's, it's a small, small emergency, but okay. Back to the matter at hand. So you had to pay that fifty well, it's fifty bucks, right? What 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 is what what was it? Yeah, it was fifty bucks. Wow, so it's a thing. Like I, I think it was Leonard who wrote about it. Because when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, nah, uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> I, I, I am. And that's a, so, so here's the thing. So, so like the way it ended was the funniest thing. So what happened is because this particular smartphone was way above my pay grade, I had to pay it in installments. And the guy was like, oh, cool, you can do that. So I started paying for it before the SI was announced. So I was like, I'm safe because. You know, I did this before the SI. And then it was on my final payment when the guys were like, hey, uh, because of that SI thing, you have to pay 50 bucks extra on the amount that you're already paying. And yeah, I, I wasn't ready for that. But then I was like, yeah, okay, it is what it is. I mean, this is the last stretch and I've been waiting for this thing for too long, but it is a thing. And I don't know if there's anyone else who's paid for it. I don't know if anyone else who's imported a phone has had to pay for it, but yeah, as as the forcefully law-abiding citizen that I am, paid it. It was fun. So who's could so have been eating that money right now? So it's going to Zimra, I'm guessing. Yeah, it went to Zimra. Wow! Did you get a receipt for it? That's the thing. I got nothing. In fact, I should, I, I think I should ask about that. I'll ask the guys. Yeah, but I, I feel I, like there should be some some certificate of hey, this smartphone came through Zimmer and paid tax. So here's like the certificate of authenticity. Just made me feel better with a stamp and a QR code. Yeah, please, you need to get that receipt because yeah, my fear is over as but but I I don't want that to be the case. Because if, if if this like it's ridiculous, <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. Like, oh, like how how uh, the I'm using a word. Who uses that word? I think it's gendered. That's the extractive nature. So what you just said reminded me of what a report I saw yesterday that apparently it was on Pindula. Apparently the government mm-hmm. is petitioning the UN that uh, they get paid for every healthcare worker or whatever who's working abroad. Like about the refugee group, huh? Yeah, it was on Pindula yesterday. I saw that. I'm like, you know what? I was about to reply on Twitter. But how does that make sense? Exactly. I'm like, bro. Because if you can do if you can do it for a health worker, 
it's going to be easy to just do it for literally anyone else. Like, hey, my engineers are rushing on my contracts overseas. Your contract should have 2% for the Zimbabwean government. You're like, okay, why? Right. No, listen, if it was like Namibia, where Namibia pays for your school fees. So Namibia, Botswana will pay for your school fees. You come back, you work three years. I'm not sure if there's an option to work abroad, but Namibia will cover your school fees plus some expenses per month. And they'll give you like my, my, cause students I knew would get my, would get money for Christmas and New Year's and stuff like that, as well as the living expenses. And again, like, yeah, that situation bought, like, you know, they, they pretty much paid for your entire ride and there are only 2 million people in that country. So whatever. But in Zim's case, we're like, no fam, like people are going to countries like Cyprus to the ends of the earth to learn these things. There is no, there <laughs> yeah. is no ease of, 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 uh, there are no, what's it called? Student loans. To get the money actually with how Mr. Zimbabwe's financial system, saying as someone who was abroad learning, sometimes you might, I used to, I used to send a chart it. Sometimes your bank would work. Sometimes it wouldn't work. And then you'd have to get money via, you know, the, um, Western Union. Now imagine a parent yes, deposits a thousand dollars for your school fees, right? Or to pay part of your school fees. You get to the ATM and your car's not working. Then my minimum account can't be taken out. They have to find an extra thousand. Young in the next allotment to pay for your fees via Western Union plus their charges. For you to go and pay, and you're like, and then food. Remember, you need to pay rent. You need to, you need you need food depending where you stay. Some people will stay on res. It's great mm. because you pay yearly. But if you're living on apartments, in, in in some cases, your your rent money, food money is tied up in an account that doesn't work. So I'm like, you've not made it easy to to live and learn abroad with the way the whole financial system is structured. Now you want to collect payment for people who've strived to get whatever they're getting out there. Why it's not paying the actual healthcare workers in the country? Nah, fam. Come on. Come on. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah. nah fear God. Ah, fear God. This is so messed up, man. Like, it's, it's super messed up. But then, yeah. So that's the thing. You'd want all of those things to make sense. You'd want it to actually happen in a manner where, you know, at least it goes to something that's, that's worth it. You know, it goes to start, like you're saying that, okay, fine. If they're going to do that for, for healthcare workers that are abroad, it should naturally feel like it will translate to better live, better working conditions for, you know, the healthcare workers in Zim. So I have that whole relationship going on where, Hey, we're just trying to lift up the industries. So if you are, you know, trying to tap into the diaspora, so that it kind of lifts up the industry locally. If that's the case, then power to the people. But yeah, like it has to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'm just going to check out that Pindula report. So it doesn't look like I'm talking out the other side of my head. But I remember seeing it yesterday and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has, it has, it has, that. It has to, it's, it's, it has to make sense for everyone. And you can't keep pulling on the Zimbabweans because it's, you know, it, it, there's only so much people can give now these days. Like, yeah. Trying to then extract things from the diaspora or for people working abroad to trying to get a payment for that is just, it's crazy. It's like Zimbabwe, we always hear about Zimbabwe is resource rich. We hear about the, what's that company? I always read on Newswire about um, uh, oil exploration in Zim and how Zimbabwe is so blessed with diamonds and gold. Like, yeah, bro, let's leverage that stuff. Like, why would you want to yeah. take at the point of, of 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 someone else earning elsewhere? Like, you're like, no, nah, fam, no, 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 no. 
that that does not fly. No, that does not fly. It's supposed to be easy. Yeah, but I'm, I'm be super easy. I'm really, 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 really wigged out about the whole smartphone text thing. I am really it's something I never paid attention to, and I think Leonard did, and I put it out of my mind as a meme, but to hear that someone actually paid it, I'm like, wow, <laughs> wow. So how how then I paid how then, it, man. So that how okay, so oh my god. So we don't have local we don't have like local so that basically pushes the price of any smartphone in Zim up by 50 bucks. So if you're in Binga's like Rufaro... Samsung and iPhone. And iPhone. So if you're in Binga like Rufaro who goes to Solution Center to buy his equipment, is that to get any 50 bucks? <laughs> yep. So that's the thing. So so that's what I'm thinking, that it just made smartphones more expensive. And I was actually talking to Rufaro and I was like, it feels like as of late... And as of late being like a couple of months or so, there's been like a rise in demand for iPhones. It just looks like everywhere I go, there's someone looking for some generation of an iPhone. Like they are now, I don't know where they, what, what sparked the appeal, but there's now just a general appeal for, for such phones. And I'm thinking that is something that may have triggered it in the sense that, you know, the assumption is if you can afford an iPhone well and a Samsung, I guess you can what's fifty bucks extra on like a phone that costs six hundred bucks. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, why not? Yeah, to be fair, that reason makes sense. Like that that makes not fifty bucks on a six hundred dollar phone or a thousand dollar phone. Chump change. It wasn't chump change, man. I paid mm. it in installments. It wasn't jump change. <laughs> right. So I held the mic for long enough, and uh, I don't know if that was Ed's crazy point of the year, <laughs> the smartphone thing. Oh, the smartphone thing was mine, man. Smartphone thing was mine. But but like just just rounding it back to to I would say startups. Man, a lot has been happening, or at least probably it's the only year where I've been out in the streets just observing startups. But like a lot's been happening this year. I mean, the the guys from Ixa, the first time I met them, I still remember I met them with Fatso and oh, Farai is one of the editors that uh, we used to do TVV with and technically with. And when he was when he was starting, he was just you know just renting a place. Like that was twenty eighteen, I think twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. He was just you know renting out a uh, a room at uh, Batane Gardens and then just doing some week long training and that's it. And then he goes. But now he now he's got like proper equipment, like proper smartphone equipment, and he's he wants to branch out from just repairing devices to uh producing devices manufacturing as uh, like from assembly to manufacture wants to make his own chipset and stuff and it's stuff that he wants to do but looking at the progress that that one startup has made in what feels like a relatively short space of time like it's been impressive and is he's not the only one there's been a lot of other guys out there that have been doing some amazing stuff that's um yeah, that's that's just been been lit. Mm. I think another one is AfriBlocks as well. They had a bunch of stuff going on. Um, 
they got seed funding from Google's startup, uh, it was Google startup something. I've forgotten the specific. And they were in some of these startup competitions where they were winning and they're pretty much on the road to becoming the freelancing platform in Africa. And it's just one of those things where I've known Afriblocks for like two, two years, I think. And that's how long it's taken them to go from a guy just thinking of an idea to them being so big. I think in their, in their 2021 rewind, they were saying they have over 3000 freelancers registered on their platform who are mostly Africans. And they are coming from about 33 countries within Africa. So it's, they've grown decently big. So it's just been interesting just out there in the streets, checking out what's, what people have been doing. And it's one of those where I start to wonder why some companies say it's difficult to hire in Zim when those Zimbos are being hired by guys outside of Zim. My requirements through like these HR departments <laughs> to the to the comments degree can I have a degree? I'm like, you do realize a degree is the same thing as that little blue piece of paper you get when you get your license. You can barely do it. Like you can barely do it. You're going to have to unlearn unless like in the sciences, of course, sciences and, and whatever. You're going to have to unlearn all that nonsense, like business 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 administration, law. Bunch of humanities, bunch of commerce. You're going to unlearn a bunch of those things because the real world doesn't exist in a sanitary environment where there are no external factors and everything can work in perfect models. There are a bunch of things that can happen. Mm. Like for example, I did the weird thing of signing up for a uh, Python, uh, a Cisco Python course that's like 75 hours. And like, yeah, let's just see if I will be at the very least able to finish it first of all, and will I be even competent, barely competent? to do it so there's so many opportunities that exist online and when you hear people saying oh you can't get jobs in zimbabwe or well, there are no devs in zimbabwe like yo like no they're looking in the wrong places <laughs> and they're looking on the basis of university degrees which is what the wider world is not doing anymore because with some of the things mm. you have three years experience and it's an entry-level job and you're like in what universe like in what multi in what multiverse does this make sense that an entry-level job needs three years of experience so i've always been an advocate and i think it's one of the first episodes of tvv was apprenticeships a bunch of this stuff you can learn on the job you don't necessarily have to go through four years of school to then you know start to learn your job like a bunch of this stuff there's some jobs you're like yeah listen you can literally learn as you work apprenticeships uh you learn a bunch of that stuff so it's, it's always a confusing place to be and on startups, yeah, no, and, definitely a bunch of really good, really good ones out there. Uh, my personal favorite is Mtsapuri, uh, which I bumped into by accident. Um, five by five bicycles and waterfalls delivering stuff, being an e-commerce fulfillment um, in the location. So basically, you send them, um, you send them what you want to buy from a, from a shop. You pay the money, and they charge you hundred bond. Like, oh, nice. That, that's that, that. That's the start of something special. Oh, that's a start of something special. Ah, speaking of bonds, remember when we took a trip to airport and like charging a smartphone was like 30 bond. Bruh, I was like, you know, this is how Salala I am. It's because <laughs> exactly. that blew my mind. Like that, that blew, blew my, my mind. mind. I, was <laughs> like, wow. I was like, oh my God. You know, a, a process 
for most of us, that is as simple as is Magetskanari report, just plugging in your phone. Someone yeah. has to pay 40 bond, and that person is probably earning minimum to less than minimum wage. Yeah. You, you need to travel. Like th- this year has been eye opening because like this whole living band a desk, as good as it is, you don't necessarily quite understand and up until the point where you go out there and see how Zimbabweans are living their lives. Like yeah. the differences when you go to the to the to the to the Borodales and when you go to to, to airports, Chungiza. What was the other place we went, uh Ed? Uh um well, you always went to Mbari, Mbari and to yeah. Zwarese as well. Yeah, like it's it's a totally different economy. Like Epworth, Mbari are cash economies. Like it, it, it was weird to walk around to wanting to buy a drink with having a, 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 a swipe. People telling you, you get your cash. And it's USD, yeah. not bonds. And you're like, and in your head, you can't compute because the the, 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 um, the whole plastic economy thing has been said so many times, I think since 2017. That Zimbabwe needs to start using plastic money, but it's not universal for everyone because to get a POS machine is an expensive investment. So mm-hmm. not everyone's going to get it. And even the Quengas that, um, Stuart was giving out back, back then and cap and first capitals, uh, POS machines, they're not everywhere. And if you find a POS machine in those communities, they are my legacy banks. And I said, B, Medbank, whatnot, that have been around for years. And this is a machine they probably got years ago. Um, and you, you, you then say, you know, cash changes hands. And I remember Ed saying to Ed Goody, if someone found a way to extract the money in these communities, like to get bank branches, for example, to convince banks that, you know, having bank branches there or security measures to enforce that they can have bank branches there, they would win. My personal favorite is outdoor payment terminals because I've experienced how oh, yeah. brilliant they are in terms of you can pay for anything anyway with cash if you're if if you're if you're predominantly uh if your if your economy or your microeconomy is, is is based on cash. So SA figured it out with with the ATMs that you can just you know put you deposit and withdraw money. When I was when I was in school in Ukraine, it was the same situation, but it wasn't just for banks. Any service could get one, and you could pay for internet, buy airtime, whatnot with cash. So you never really needed to get a card. Like you, mm. a bank card was one of those things. Like yeah, I want to pay for Netflix and stuff, or I want to buys things online on Amazon or whatever, yeah, then you get a card. But for normal transacting, most people don't have a card. They don't have mobile money because the economy is just cash. So when you look at places like that, and you're like, if someone, if a startup puts that there, they have one Zimbabwe. They have one. Yep. And you and you'll see that probably that'll that'll be something that uh, that works in the majority of Zimbabwe because the only places where like the whole plastic money concept is really flying are in the urban areas, but mm. that's not where majority of the people are. And also that's well, to some extent that's where most of the money is, but in terms of ca- actual physical cash, a bunch of it is still outside of urban areas. And for some of us in Harare way, change is a problem, especially if you have USD. That's where all the change is. Like, it's so easy to get a dollar, to get two bucks. It's so easy to get change in Mbari and Epworth, simply because there's just so much cash there. As compared to Harare. In Harare, like, yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. You've got five bucks and you want change for that? Five bucks, you totally change. So, 
You reminded me of my trip to Greencroft this week uh, when I was when I was trying to get uh, two five dollars because I was trying to buy something for five dollars at the shop was I didn't have change and I remember spending thirty minutes looking for change and yeah. I'm like yep and in Bari when we went to ba- when we went to Bari uh, for the roadshow uh, I remember not having enough change or not having change and wanting to buy a dollar and I asked one of the guys sitting on the corner selling uh, juice cards. Can you break this this uh this ten for me? So I'm dad, I'm number five, I'm number one. Said what? You are giving away dollar notes? <laughs> that, yep. that, that does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> giving them away. I'm like in Arara, they are sold. Yeah. You get change your five for six bucks. <laughs> bruh, bruh, bruh. And and I, I think well, sorry, Rufaro, because you've been quiet. I just want to touch on the death of the juice card. Is something that like. I was expecting because everyone now either buys their stuff on the EcoCash or, of course, using stuff for zero five. But the death of the juice card is one of those things I was not expecting for a little bit of time because I thought they were dead mm. up until you go into in, into these communities and you realize, oh crap, people actually still use juice cards. Because remember the road you're when that was like, can I didn't cash? What do I do? Yeah. Like, how do I then pay? Because I don't have an EcoCash or and did not manage some EcoCash. So how do I then use your service to get um thing? And I'm like, and the the time is like, oh, yeah, the people here still buy juice cards. And again, it's circling back to government decisions. The whole um juice card thing, I don't know what the scandal was, where they were being used for currency manipulation, whatever, or they're now commanding their own exchange rate, as with everything in Zimbabwe, to be honest. So <laughs> it, it is what it is. So long as it can so long as it's a commodity, something can happen. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah, no. If if that's if that's the case, why kill them off? Like why 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 kill them off? You have not figured out a way to get mattress bankers to start putting money into their mattresses and to bring mm. it into the system. Like if you look at a map, I remember looking at a map of of Epworth when we got back, and I'm like, there is no bank branch. The nearest bank branch is in town. Like it's an entire combiite into town to the nearest mm-hmm. bank ATM, and I'm like, how are you? You are you are fighting a losing game because. You are not putting the infrastructure where it should be for the people who have the money. Like they have the cash because they only transact in cash. Mm. Ah, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's it's a strange place. Sorry, Rufaro, what is your crazy thing or things for the year? We don't have to move fast just because I haven't spoken, okay? When you're quiet, I, I then feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad when you're quiet. I'm just like, you know what? You're not hugging That's me. That's all Please. Let's go back to the just cause. He's being lazy oh. because he's got plans. He's got special plans this afternoon. So ah, please. Ready. Okay, so yeah, guys, yeah. the big thing for me <laughs> in 2021 was because I've always wanted to do this for a long time. Okay, since 2019. So I've got this big stress on my mind. Damn, I'm like all over the place, right? So I've got this big stress on my mind, right? About revenue, right? So yeah, you wake up, you go to work, you get paid, right? But then if you don't work, like you don't get paid. If you don't get paid, life out more, right? So the question that stress, okay, so how do I make more money? How do I get more money to come from different places that are not just uh, eight to five, right? So there's this thing uh, about stock exchange investing, right? So you buy some shares of a company, let's say Ethernet, right? You buy 100 shares of Ethernet at a certain price. Let's say it's 73 um, dollars, right? Um, $1, right? For one share, right? And the hopes is that 
either one, the share price will increase, let's say from 73 to 83. So if you sell now at 83, you could potentially make, you know, 10 bucks, but it's not gonna be 10 bucks because you incurred some charges when you're buying, you know, the shares and all that. But there's potential of making a profit in that way, capital gains, right? And then there's a way of making money through dividends as well. So internet business doing really well, profits are high and then they're like, okay, let's give some money to our investors, right? So they then send out a dividend payment and depending on how many shares you have, you then get a certain amount, right? So let's say they say, we're giving you one Zimbabwean dollar per share that you have of Econet. So if you have 100 shares, you get 100 more dollars into your account. All of that has happened without you lifting a finger. You just bought 100 Econet shares and you're lying down on your couch. Sounds magical, right? Exactly. So that's what I got started into this year in April 2021. Zimbabwean Stock Exchange Investing. And boy, has it been a wild ride. Like, I haven't, am I still there? Like, everyone's down just quiet. I don't know if I'm speaking. Oh, yeah, no, you're speaking to I'm listening. Like, I actually enjoy <laughs> it when you start talking about stuff. You like We're listening, about... man. We're here. Oh, there was background noise at some point. You know, it went quiet. Man, it gets into like, this whole... What happened to the background? Okay, so... <laughs> there's been an interesting ride, right? Uh, so, fortunately, I've not, like, lost money. So, oh, by the way, disclaimer, none of this is financial advice. We're just talking about all of it is financial advice. Rufaro is telling you how to do with your money. <laughs> so no. if, if it goes belly up, you know who to blame. His number is, no. in, the, is, a, is in the description box. No. So, uh, I, fortunately, I haven't like lost, lost money because um, I've been playing it safe, right? So, Econet is apparently the first company that I actually bought shares, right? Because I was like, oh, okay, I know Econet is a no brainer, right? So typically when you're getting started on this journey, right, you need to do your research, right? You need to figure out, okay, what does this company actually do? Do you understand how this company makes money? Because if you don't, then uh, you could actually just invest in a company that's really in a bad position and they're making losses type of thing. So Ethernet was like, no brain, I use Ethernet all the time to make calls, buy data, GCT, all that jazz. And I was like, okay, let me buy some Ethernet shares. Bought some Ethernet shares. Back then, I, remember, I think I was like at, I think I was at 23, something $23 per share is more dollars per share that still felt expensive to me I was like ah oh, flip you know I just put all this money which is a big concept now when you're coming to to stock exchange investing you need to put in money that you're willing to lose it's just like crypto you know cryptocurrencies bitcoin all that jazz if you're buying those things be sure it's not cooking oil money otherwise you could you could starve your family so I bought these shares this is going to share 23 bucks I'm like ah finally you know I'm as well with stock exchange just I'm so excited you know and and then it does nothing it's just stuck at 23 and I'm like okay so what's going on this thing's not moving right and I'm like okay so what now right and now like, oh, let me find something else and I then learned another lesson about you know when I had a gut feeling. So there was a point when Axia, um, there was another company called Axia, they were on TV cells and all that, all that. So when I saw it, it was like at 16. And then it went up. I was like at 18. I was like, ah, I should have bought it at 16. And it kept going up. And I was like, ah, damn, I should have bought this. Because now it's just skyrocketing, right? And Buy the I dip. Should yeah. have bought the dip. <laughs> and the thing is, the more it goes up, the more you start to feel that anxiety of, you know what, it's too late. Let me leave it alone. It's too late. 
So I never actually bought Axiom because of that. Um, it's a mistake you all made. So, so that's an interesting thing that happened uh, with my journey. But because of the lesson that I had with Axia, I then made sure that when Simisa came around, when I could afford Simisa, actually, let me say that, because I was always around, when I could afford Simisa, because that's another thing. There are these big companies that are doing well, Insco, TTT, Delta, but then their share prices are so high that for most people, if you're a beginner and you don't have that big of a, of a, of a capital to spare, right, you might not be able to buy those shares. But now you can actually buy like a single share. So before it was limited to increments of 100, but now you can buy like literally a single share of Insco if you wanted. Uh, so that's helped reduce the barrier of entry. Um, recent development, I'm not sure in October, October, November, September, something like that, that happened. But coming back, so because of the actual thing that happened, right? Uh, I then learned that, oh, okay, when you see something and you understand the business and you believe in it, just buy it. Right. It might go up, it might go down, but if the company is like a solid company, right? And it's not just you're not just buying out of hype you want to, which is another thing. Ah man, I feel like I'm all over the place. Yeah. Andy, Andy, Andy. Yeah. I'm feeling you, man. I'm feeling you. Hmm. Okay, so so yeah, so then I then bought Simbisa and was doing really well. It kept going up, you know, at one point I bought at 45 and then went all the way to 90. Um, so that was like an increase of literally 100% in the share price. So if I had sold at 90, then I would have made, you know, like huge gains. And then now we came into December, Christmas season, people are just selling, you know, the Merry Christmas to enjoy. So the share prices start to tumble and all of that. And you then discover, oh, you bought some shares at 90 bucks and now... Uh, is now 81, so we actually made a loss of that purchase. Uh, so there's a whole patience thing that goes into that. And that's all around what, you're, what are you trying to achieve? You know, what's the investment strategy? So if you just want to buy and sell quickly, then that's your, that's, that's your thing. You just buy, when it goes up, you sell immediately, you make your profits and you move on. You rinse, repeat that. Or if you want to buy and hold for long term, then yeah, at some point you might see losses, but you're just like, it's okay. You know, this is a temporary loss in the long run. I think I'll make I'll make gains. So coming back to the hype thing that I talked about, ah, there's a point when so there are the big companies, Econet, Delta, Simbisa, Inscot, and then there are other smaller companies. You're now looking at Getbucks, MedTech. You know these are what they call penny stocks. There was a point when these smaller stocks were just like all the rage, right? So you could buy one literally at like one. Uh, Zimbabwe dollar cent or something, and then it just skyrockets to like three dollars, and you've just had a three thousand, you know, increase or something like that, and you make a lot of money, right? So when certain people then start to see that, everyone this starts to jump into it. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 let's get into this. You know, we're hearing, you know, there's money being made there, and then you buy, and then the thing tumbles, and then you lose a lot of money because it was just hype, right? the stock was overvalued probably, or it was just people just messing around. And, or I guess the next thing in crypto would be was a meme coin, you know, not to say like these companies are meme stocks, but you can learn. So that was also interesting. That was another highlight for me to be like, oh yeah, there are similarities between stocks and cryptocurrencies where people can invest in something, not because it really produces value, but just for fun, right? Uh, for love, for whatever. And you see the value go up and some people legitimately make money because they sell at the peak. Uh, but then the people who join at the peak, who buy at the peak, 
uh, at a higher risk of losing out since this share price is not justified by the company and how much value is actually bringing. It's just justified by opinion. Right? I just was like, oh yeah, um, this stock should be 10 bucks, even mm. though the company behind does not have uh, the value uh, to justify a, a, a share at 10 bucks, if that makes sense. So that was another highlight for me. So yeah, I always know Zorro's Stock Exchange was my highlight for, for 2021. Uh, it's a very fascinating thing. And then there's the whole thing of, yeah, the deteriorating currency and all that. So it's also important for you to like track that, you know, it's like, oh, okay, um, the exchange rate for Zimbabwe dollars to USD was this much, right? When I bought these shares so that you can then see how the currency deterioration is affecting your investing because you might think you're making gains purely based on the share price, but you might have actually made losses because the currency has just been deteriorating like a lot. And I know Valentine's like, ah, yeah, this is why I won't get into this. It is because you're well, just investing money into something that's getting, that's becoming rubbish by the day. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying uh, there's literally something I'm going to get into this year because you've been, you've been talking about it a lot. And I'm like, no, nah, sure, let's get into it. But not, I feel like, I think we had this conversation a couple of days ago, Puti. As soon as we make a sense, kind of my volumes are set at a point where you're going to be making, it's going to be a proper side hustle. No, I, yeah, I definitely. It's 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 a volumes game. Like yeah. even for the dividends to make sense, it has to be a volumes game. Uh, share prices, mm. I think you can get away without much volume if it really just goes really high. So if a thousand shares and it's like ten x's, that could be meaningful. But in either case, the more you have, the more yeah returns you're you're more likely to get, whether it's the actual capital gains or the dividends coming. Yeah. So it can be a thing where you're just buying them and stocking them up if you are yeah. in it like the capital gains. So just, hey, man, for the next 10 years, I'm just going to be chucking 20 bucks worth of shares into my share account every month. Just spray and pray. Today I'm at Simbisa, tomorrow I'm at Econet, the next day I'm at Zimplats and all that. Yeah. So curious, yeah. Referral, what is Zimbabwe's capital gains? All right, I found it. Uh, hey, thank you. I, I'm so glad that you found it because I did yeah. not have the answer. Specifically, <laughs> assets acquired before 22nd February 2019 and sold between and sold from 22nd of February 2019, 5% Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. That must have happened recently. I remember telling you. Yeah, 17th of August. Uh, Hold on. Capital gains at the rate of 20% of capital gain. Yeah. Yeah, 20%. I don't know which one's true now because you're getting... You know, whatever. The most recent one, I think. Yeah, Yeah. this one is uh, Mondak. Mondak, connecting people, knowledge and whatnot. 17th of August. Uh, Chimemurombe legal practices. So they're saying 20%. So, again, like... Let me let me not be a Debbie Downer in this in this respect. I I see the utility of ZSC, and someone uh, said, "No, you should try it out." And I'm like, "No, why? It's just like building in Zimbabwe." Yeah, and like, I think why? I I think it, it the the I think something more important to focus on with the ZSC is it being a training ground, right? Exactly. It's yeah. your easiest step to get into understanding stock exchanges. Yeah, yeah. So you you, you barrier of entry to it is really really law right so you just get in and you start investing and you get to understand oh okay this is what's called a stock this is what's called capital gains this is what's called a dividend 
this is what's called GG, GG, ETF, or whatever. And you get to understand all of those things, right? Uh, and then from that knowledge, you can then decide to go into the other um, in regional or international stock exchanges. So maybe the Johannesburg Stock Exchange or the New York one, or get into crypto or something. Not saying crypto is directly equal to stocks, but at least you would have understood some of these things like your emotional behavior as well is an important thing. So I buy and then this thing goes red. How do I react? Because you see that in crypto like a lot. So 2022, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting into. Uh, cryptocurrencies. I think I need to understand more about that and see what can happen there. Um, yeah. Crypto. Yeah. So that's a funny thing because what? So one thing that got me very curious was when we attended the Com Exposed event, and one of the guys, one of the presenters at the Com Exposed, event, I f- I forget names. I'm so sorry, my my six memory for names is the worst. <laughs> but the guy, six oh, six the law, yes, six the law, yes. And he was talking about NFTs, and I was like, wow, um, it kind of makes sense, but it also doesn't make any sense at all. So I understood his explanation, but the whole concept of NFTs for me is like super foreign, super foreign in the sense that it's you're selling something digital online and it's secured somehow by crypto. So like the whole validation of this is original and my copy is like authenticated is going to happen via the blockchain, but it's something digital. So yeah, like, unfortunately, Zimbabwean problems, being Zimbabwean problems, it's super difficult to, you know, to set up that whole NFT thing because most of the wallets that you can use for NFTs do not accept Zim accounts. So the whole uh, VPN thing, mock location thing to try and get the thing up. But it's one of those where there is a, a quest that I want to take on, it's that to, you know, to figure out what's going on there. And what pretty much motivated me about that is, um, I think in two years ago, I think two years ago, I, I, I wanted to check out, um, stock, uh, stock photography. So I signed up with Adobe stock, signed up with uh, Sharkstock and just you know, tried to see like how that works. In terms of, hey, I'm going to upload an image, I'm going to upload a video, and someone out there is going to see it and be like, it's cool and buy it. So part of it was just validation of, I take good photos, because I assume I do, but what if I actually don't? And the other part of it was now, how much value people put to my work? So one thing I noticed, especially with Adobe Stock, because like with Shutterstock, I think only one of my images was bought once for like 25 cents. And I was like, okay. And nothing happened for like two years. So even up to, I don't even know if I still remember my login details. Start for another day. But with Adobe Stock, like there is a lot more activity there when it comes to um, people buying stock footage, stock images, stock videos. And I assume there is that much more activity on Adobe Stock because it is part of the Adobe ecosystem. So if you wanted, you could just import footage uh, from Adobe's Creative Cloud 
in Premiere Pro, for example, if you're editing a video and you just want some stock footage and whatnot. So I think they make it easier for like people to access that stock footage because it's a resource for someone who's already using other services that they have in their suite. So that one, there has been some good sales, but then it also, it also varies. So an image can sell for 66 cents today. And then tomorrow someone else can buy it for like a dollar twenty. So it's like there is no fixed price per image, which got me curious as to how that works on on the customer side of things. Where is there a fixed price for for the image that I throw in there, or there is a sort of like either an auctioning system that goes on, or it depends with the package that the person is on, which translates to how much I get. But it's it's been an a very interesting like a very interesting sandbox that I've been jumping into where I'm just checking out all so so there's another one that I recently signed up to I don't even know its name. Someone one of my photography friends was like, hey man, check this out. And I'll I think if I if I remember the name I'll just throw it up. But like oh actually I think I have it on my browser. Yes, it's called IEM, as an I, as an eyeball, and then EM. And no activity there. People are just liking my photos, but I don't see anyone buying. But it's just, you know, I guess for me, it is what it is to Faro's like quest with stock exchanges, NFTs, and stock imagery, like just trying to understand that and seeing how that works. That's been a big side quest for me this year. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun. Confusing, tiring, but fun. Yeah. NFTs, uh, again, is something that I'm also going to be taking my, dipping my toe in uh, more just how to get it set up, how to get started. Cause most people are asking and I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, it, with the way Zimbabwe is structured, I'm not too sure, but there are reportedly Zimbabweans who are, who are doing well with NFTs. So it'll be interesting to see how we can also jump on this on this bandwagon. A bit late, but you know, like it, it's just evolving the more it goes along. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll find we'll find us well Zimbabweans will find us what they haven't already. Uh, but yeah, the NFTs uh, NFTs I think and Twitter Spaces were probably the two the two international stories of the year. Because, you know, 2020 might have been about Zoom, but 2021 was definitely about spaces. And it kind of feels like it's petered off now towards the end where I'd rarely ever see any spaces. Uh, maybe it's because of the holiday. But, yeah, 2021 showed people that people again well, on my feed, on my feed, on my feed. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask, you, is, are you looking at specific local spaces or... Because, yeah, no, I, I, if you go to the spaces tab, you will see a bunch of spaces. I'm saying, like, I'd usually, like, back in September or, you know, <laughs> back in August, July, I would open my Twitter and just see spaces. Like, you just see, okay, yeah, people are people are interacting. But I guess maybe it's just the holidays. So uh, people have taken a bit of a backseat. Or people, the people that I know. Um, but yeah, spaces definitely, I think Zimbabweans, if, if, if Podcast could give us a, a stat, it will definitely be how much time has Zimbabwe spent on Twitter Spaces, how much data has Zimbabwe spent on Twitter Spaces. I think that'll be uh, that'll be really interesting. Um, yeah, it would be interesting, particularly the category of spaces people spend time on. Even even TikTok, TikTok again is one of those really really underrated places where like it's not bigger than Google, 
like it's, it's now the most used website. It's it's supplanted Google. So I absolutely hate Google TikTok. I, I absolutely <laughs> hate it. Why did no one not warn me? Why? Ah, I like, think I I think you're not listening when I talk. <laughs> Probably. Because no, I've like, voiced that, like, yeah. It's so insane. Like, I just chilled in. I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to check out this one video. And then 20 minutes later, what am I doing with my life? And then yeah. an hour later, okay, let me just switch off the phone. Let me just switch <laughs> it off, put it aside, and pick it up tomorrow. Like, I'm actually, I'm actually seeing that it's a good thing that I, I didn't put TikTok in the phone that I use every day like in my daily driver because that mm. would have been a problem but then I'm going to be forced to because somebody wants us to start doing the whole TikTok thing and hey, 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 uh, do, not, do, not, do, not, do not even start with me you, yes, we're, we're going to be doing you. TikTok like we, it's, <laughs> the thing is we can't ignore it because Zimbabweans are on it like it's short form content is really hard to make because when people read stuff that we do or watch stuff that we do, they always complain to the comments. I should have explained this and this. So I'm like, yeah, shame, fam. Like, listen, I found the middle ground. I did not want to turn this into a thesis because at some point you guys stop reading and start formulating, especially yep. the guys in the comments. I'm like, I can tell where you stopped reading. I can, I can tell where you stopped reading and when you started formulating your thing. So short format content is good because it allows us to deliver something very simple, very quickly. And every Zimbabwean company, to be honest, should be on TikTok because like uh, I was talking to Pablo, Pablo ZW1, uh, had a podcast with him a while back, and or not a while back, a couple of weeks ago. And he was saying, with the the creator fund hasn't really started for Zim, but those who are making money on TikTok are are making it mostly from ad placements and stuff like that for other companies. And it's a massive opportunity for content creators in Zimbabwe. Like if you've got a, because this dude mm. got twenty three thousand followers in four months, like he's really funny. But it's like, wow, we look at that opportunity as as companies and be like, yeah, there's a whole generation of content creators who are creating thirty second long videos. How do we get, how do we get them to monetize their work? Like, how do we get in on that action? So you go in there, we offer them favorable rates and they get to make some money because Pablo is a student. He's, 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 he's a student studying linguistics, particularly German. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, we would really want to make money from this, but it's, it's difficult too. So yeah, I think it's just the way companies traditionally view things. There needs to be a migration from this is how advertisements are done to let's go to where the people are. Yep. So if you're saying if Twitter, if, if TikTok is now as big as as um is bigger than is most is the most used website aside from Google, that means that Zimbabweans are on it as much as everybody else is. Like we we never get left out of these things, particularly you know the diaspora community, of which you'd like to know about these services that that, that are that, that are going on in Zim, of which most people could advertise through, but. Yeah, true story, true story. So that's the thing. So I remember a while back when I was just checking out like social media stats, I noticed that in Zim, um, Pinterest was more, what do you call it? It was more popular in Zim than, uh, than Facebook or Twitter or all these. It was the most used social network site. And I didn't know about it up until I read that report. And then after I read that report, I was like, why? And then I noticed that. So it has a lot of like cool DIY stuff and a lot of like, it's a reference point for a lot of people if they want to do stuff. So 
Maybe you want wallpapers. Maybe you want fashion ideas. Maybe you want color ideas. Maybe you want, you know, gift ideas, recipes and whatnot. Like it was just the place to just get all of those things. And TikTok could be one of those. Oh, it, it could be one of those ways. It most certainly is. Because you can't go anywhere on TikTok without seeing something that's DIY. Like how to do mm. this, how to do that. Some of those are the, some of some of those are, are the most followed accounts. Uh self-help. Again, TikTok is a really big place for self-help. I've seen like actual psychologists with track with traceable uh references giving advice in 30 seconds or less. And I'm like, it's a whole thing. Like it's now just a whole a place where you can find anything. And the for you page, I remember Ed we were talking about yesterday. It's an endless scroll and it'll keep you engaged. It's like, an, no, it's infinity, man. Yeah. But you've just been scrolling and your whole new page <laughs> just keeps feeding you things and feeding you things and feed. And like and Zimbabwean creators are not like they're exempt. They're there and there are a lot of them. And most of them are talking nonsense to be, to be honest. Like, yeah, I was just like, nah, nah. Yeah. Some of them are just choosing violence, yeah, really. which I understand because I'm of that same tribe. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, some of this is unnecessary. This is really unnecessary. But again, for, for kids, I think I think it's, it's particularly dangerous if you've got the internet. Like if your internet is something that you don't have to worry about. Woo! Yeah, is it a problem? Yeah. You need to you need to <laughs> really, 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 really train yourself to it's, and it's difficult. It's mm. not easy, man. Like here I am, a veteran of the internet to some extent. And it's difficult. I don't like how to follow quiet because that just that makes me worry. Yeah, TikTok is dangerous. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I got it. I got it on on the iPhone yet. And yeah, man, let me just check. Where's that screen type thing? Uh, I'm probably spending way too much in, in that app. That screen time would just be like social media. Oh man, so I'm checking mine, and I've spent fifty seven minutes on social. I'm not see my, how much of that I'm, not, I'm not self-reporting myself on that kind of stuff, but I spend a lot of time on social media. Not <laughs> where do you go? Or screen time? Yeah, not 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 necessarily on on on. It's mostly work because like now the place where you can find news in terms of when things are happening is usually social media, Twitter particularly. Although that's on my desktop, mm. not on my on my uh, on my phone. Yeah, today I spent forty-five minutes in TikTok. And and now I'm 21 minutes in Twitter. Ah, uh, Twitter, Twitter's my Twitter's my place. I hope I drum because. Yeah. So so like checking mine, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is top of the pile. 36 minutes in Twitter, and then TikTok is number seven. Only three minutes, Rofaro. Only three. <laughs> you're, still, you're still okay. You're still okay. No, I'm but still. I'm, I'm running away, man. I'm too conscious I'm on, about this. <laughs> At the same time, I'm on leave, so I'm justified to spend 45 minutes a day on TikTok plus. So, oh, yeah. yeah, let me oh, rest. Yeah. Let me rest and enjoy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, before we get into the weeds, uh, which we, we usually are in the weeds, thank you very much. Uh, 2021 was crap, but it worked out at the end. Um, made it through it, I guess. Uh, I, I usually have nothing to say about years. The last two years have just been at a dross. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was really, really good to see, like really good to get out more, see startups where they're doing things, seeing small businesses operating where they're doing things, 
um, the way that Zimbabwe is just changing and evolve, the way Zimbabwe just continually don't care about things and find workarounds for certain situations. Uh, sincerely hope that next year the government it does these sandboxes for every decision they want to make, so that at the very least we don't have to waste people's time panicking about certain things and decisions. Um, yeah, and then that I might warm up to probably trading on the CDC, which is probably never going to happen until it starts being USD. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, before I forget, if you're listening to this before 5 p.m. on the 31st, yeah, buy your Zesa before Zesa system goes down. If you if you don't want to spend your 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 New Year's Eve in the dark, because that platform is going down until 5 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. on the 1st of January. So yeah, poor choice of days to pick to do it. Right at the turn of the year. I don't know if, if, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, yeah, you, the other two guys will say goodbye on their own accord. Peace. All right, bye. bye.